It's the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast, the podcast that takes you from Seattle across the Pacific Rim to Tokyo, Japan, at all points throughout history. My name is Jim Valley, longtime broadcaster and wrestling fan from the Seattle area, and we go across the Pacific Ocean, the Pacific Rim, to Tokyo, Japan, and Japan's most trusted and experienced voice in professional wrestling. He's an author, he's a journalist, he's a broadcaster for DAZN, Broadcasting Raw and SmackDown, he is Fumi Saito. Fumi, how are you? Hello from Tokyo. How are you, everybody? Doing great. Hey, sorry I was gone. I my wife Carrie, who you know, had a birthday, so we another did a, vacation, another oh my trip. Gosh. I know. Another I, uh, trip. Yes. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. Huh? I'm sorry. Well, we'll you have to come over and see us. We did talk about uh, yeah. connecting with you. You would have loved it, though. We went to CMLL. We went to Mexico City. And we went to the, the Arena Mexico show on the Arena 28th. Mexico. Arena Mexico, yes. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was the best wrestling experience I think I've ever had. Just, Live. just yeah. the best. Just, I mean, I, I watch it sometimes on television, and I follow it in The Observer. But... Lucha Libre, for me personally, me personally, WWE is a better television product. I would just rather watch sure. it on TV. Everything is aimed for the crowd. If you go to a live show where they're taping, you'll see that everything is for television and not really for the crowd, and that's fine. So I would just rather watch it on TV. CMLL is a such a fantastic product live you go to the arena and there's all of these pop-up tents with all of these gimmicks so fumi they had so much merchandise it was ridiculous official and un- not so official ones. oh i'm sure yeah. none of it's official i'm almost uh, positive very little those are great they had yeah. you know they had a ton of masks they had you know the usual off the shelf you know 20 buck masks and then they also had a whole bunch of really nice ones like like museum piece quality stuff you wouldn't even want to put on uh they Blue had Damon. figures yeah. you know uh, ch- you know inexpensive figures for kids and then Cheap much toys. more detailed yeah. figures Dolls. they yeah. had T-shirts for about everybody you could possibly imagine. Just an incredible variety of T-shirts. They even had like giant masks, like two giant masks that you could put on practically like a beach ball, like these giant, giant masks. Oh, wow. They had mugs. They had pins. They had uh, piggy banks where the pig's face was covered in a lucha mask. Uh, they had bottle openers. They just a ridiculous amount of merchandise, and it was also yeah. reasonably priced for families. Oh yeah, it's very inexpensive. And that yeah. was great. I mean, I don't know about Japan, but so many products, so many live events here in the United States, whether it's concerts or whatever, they're just they're priced to gouge you. And there's the secondary market with all the scalpers who who buy stuff up, and it just seems like everybody's trying to get rich off one event. And it was just so nice to see reasonable. priced things that families were buying and families were having a great time and you know parents are putting the mask on their kid and the kids laughing and they're (laughs) taking pictures and it's just the cutest it's just the cutest thing ever and you just you know and it's been around with they just you know cml just had their 85th anniversary show and uh you know you realize this has been going on for 85 years and you're just part of something that is is yeah. Just, the, just the best. We went inside Theater, the show. Entertainment and the the it's show the theme is theme park at the same time. It's so fun. It's yeah. like a blue collar uh, Cirque du Soleil. Of course. The, the 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 fans. The matches were great. The fans threw coins at almost every match. Um, uh, just fantastic. I had one of the uh, best times. Carrie loved it. Uh, if you yeah. ever get a chance, I, if you get a chance, yeah, if you I ever would, have the opportunity, yeah, I would love to. Anybody yes. listening, make the trip to Mexico City. Go get your tickets in advance. I would try to get your tickets ahead of time because the lines can be long because it's a walk up. Oh, really? But try uh-huh. to get. We had pretty good seats. We were right. If you're looking at the television, if you're looking at the TV, we were in like the back left corner, maybe like the third row, just right on the corner, right on the diagonal. So we may or may how not much, be on TV. How much are the tickets in dollars? Oh, geez, I like twenty bucks. I think for like we were pretty close uh-huh. for being so close. Uh-huh. I think it was like twenty bucks each, something like that. Right. Well, but in, just, in Japan, you just said that the, the gimmicks, you know, like uh, merchandise in Japan is pretty expensive. $20? Resting t-shirts are like a 25 to $30. Yeah. You know? No, these were all but, much yeah. cheaper. And uh, just, it's it was just so, 
just heartening to see the families having a great time. And in the arena, you know, I'm sure people, for the most part there, you know, with the occasional true believer, you know, they know what's up. But in the arena, you know, they cheer the good guys and boo the bad guys. And it's, you know, it's like watching a movie live. It's like, you know, the Avengers live or something where you're just having this this great time. And, you you know, it's so much fun. I I loved it. (sighs) I would go back in a second. And I encourage, if anybody listening, (laughs) if you have the opportunity to go to Mexico, Mexico City, go see CMLL. Got to the show. Super yeah. fun, super super great. Ah. Speaking of shows, you've been to a bunch of shows recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last few weeks, that uh, there was a independent card uh, called Dub Pro Wrestling from that the local group from Hiroshima of all places. Dub is like you know like a, when the doves cry. It, the dub is a symbol of peace. You know, in Hiroshima and peace, it goes together. So they named the group Dub Pro Wrestling. They had show in Tokyo for change. And uh, there was a one friend, that uh, Kabuki kid, that uh, wrestled there. So I went to visit him. And that's one show. And there were two Tokyo uh, Shinjuku Face show back to back on 20, um, on 26, uh, Nozawa, um, Nozawa Rongai, ran his Tokyo Grantai. Uh, to- Grantai means gangsters, okay? Tokyo Grantai show, Nosawa Rongai ran. This was the show that uh, Sham Waltman, X-Pac, was going to originally appear, but he couldn't make it, but uh, they still ran the show. On 27th, Jimmy Suzuki ran his Tokyo Championship Wrestling show with Sabu. Those are two you know, Tokyo shows. Then uh, I went to Stardom shows, and this coming Monday, I'm going big New Japan's uh, Sumo Palace show. The King of Pro Wrestling. King of, yeah, yeah. And also the day after Sumo Palace uh, show, Tuesday morning, there's going to be a big press conference for New Japan and announcing Wrestle Kingdom 13's entire card. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. So next show... We'll, we'll go over this Wrestle Kingdom lineup and what they're doing for this coming January. Okay, well, we'll try like, to, let's try to yeah. coordinate so we can uh, do it as uh, quickly as possible, given our schedules. But we'll mm-hmm. try to do that quickly. Mm-hmm. I also went to North Pro Wrestling North show two nights ago. Oh, I've been to a lot of shows this week. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> wow, you've been just uh, mad about town. Anything stand out? Any any great uh, wrestlers or uh, matches? What's so, I guess what's so good about you know living in Tokyo that there's so many groups. There's actually over 100 wrestling companies just out of Tokyo, including women's group. So Independence, was, you know, like independent shows, Nosawa Rongai, it has a one theme. Right? You know, that's their show. Jimmy Suzuki's TCW, Tokyo Championship Wrestling, they had their own theme. And uh, when you go to New Japan, yeah, it's like a w- going WWE show. And Stardom, you, I am a, I'm a big fan of, you know, women's wrestling in general, but uh, Stardom is the one I watch constantly. And they had their tournament. And actually, you know, all those girls, you know, all the Kai, you know, Kai Sane and uh, Io Shirai, you know, they all come out of that. And uh, it just connect. I feel that uh, they're connected because... I've I've been watching following this Mayan classic, and try not to see you know like uh see you know no next week's episode episode because it's already taped you know but it's better not to know all the details and watch this Mayan classic show on WWE Network like regular you know like uh, audience every week and see how they produce the show and that's Meiko Satomura's you know two matches been really really great you know. Oh, just like William Regal's tweet, you know, tweeted, this is, you know, um, Meiko Satomura against uh, Mercedes, uh, single match, and William Regal tweeted right away that this is a type of match that uh, when you, if you're a serious student of wrestling, um, it may not be exactly the quote to quote, but uh, this is a type of match that the, uh, that the people, you know, serious student of wrestling should be studying and years to come and this is you know there's there are only a few matches like that and this is one of them brilliant brilliant and uh, i thought the same way too very very good match anyhow yeah so uh are we have you, a lot to talk are you about surprised today. at how well she's doing uh Meiko Satomura, you mean yes 
Oh, no surprise. No surprise at all. And she is the type of wrestler who has no language barrier. What you see in the ring, you really connect with the audience. You really feel it. This is like a very, you know, we just, oh, wow, we all forgot about it. Because wrestling involves so much mic and the promo and storyline these days. And almost, almost the match on TV, I mean, a match actually is almost secondary, right? Sometimes. But this is the match, actual match in the ring speaks for itself. And you can really tell what they were doing. And actually, simply, good match, good wrestling match. You know, they both of them looked like they were trying to win. That's very important, you know. And sometimes we forget that as we grow older, we think we know so much. And we've been, you know, lifelong, <laughs> lifelong wrestling fans. And we sometimes think we know it all. But uh, we cannot forget the fact that, that this is a wrestling match and two competitors wrestlers are supposedly though trying to win the match and Meiko Satomura's match looks like a competitive wrestling match that each wrestler is trying to win oh wow it's like I totally forgot about it wow this is how how, how you want to watch a wrestling match you know so uh, there's no language barrier, no cultural bar- you know, barriers. You, and you could almost watch this match without any, like, a previous knowledge of these wrestlers or information or, or like, any angles they had or, you know, like, a background story or anything like that. Just two wrestlers went into the ring and had very good wrestling match. And, wow, you know, you can, all, you, know, you can go back you know, to that kind of formula, and you can be wrestling for you can become wrestling fan today. You know what I'm saying? Are so, you with me? Yeah, I'm. I'm always trying to track with you. You know, that's the yeah. that's the deal. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, somebody else I want to talk about that just celebrated his 25th anniversary in wrestling and is still going today. And I think a lot of people are amazed considering. Some of the chair shots he took and the incredible style that he wrestled, Uh, yeah. And that is Masato Tanaka. Masato Tanaka is one of the most ridiculously underrated wrestlers of our time. Our time. He's very good. He's very good. He debuted in, in 1993. So, yes, he just had 25 year anniversary. 93 means that's a peak years of Onita's FMW. That's where he debuted. When Onita's death match and all the gimmick match and uh, and also hardcore styles. So initially, when ECW started, it, it that the Paul Heyman and his bunch learned some, you know, like a, a emulate a lot of the things from F, what FMW was doing. Not. To, ECW wasn't hard, you know, of course hardcore, but it wasn't exactly deathmatch type of, you know, wrestling company at the end. But very beginning, they did the fire, they did the torch, they did the Bob Dwyer, you know, also Bob Dwyer baseball bat, you know, those ridiculous things. But uh, it came from Onita's FMW. And that the company, Masato Tanaka, debuted, you know. Not traditional old Japan, not traditional new Japan. He could have gone there probably, but uh, somewhat somehow he chose to start with Onita's wrestling company, you know. And uh, also he had two year run with ECW, a 90, uh, 1999 and 2000 into 2001. So he had a two year run. Masato Tanaka had two year run with um, ECW. Then he came back and, and stayed with FMW until they ran out of business. And then Tanaka joined with um, late Shinya Hashimoto's Zero One Group, uh, 2001. And he's been you know, with Zero One Group and also freelancing inside that he worked uh, New Japan, 
Uh, he's pretty much all the de- different groups that he's worked. And actually, he looks almost a lot better now than he did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You know, when he was with FMW and ECW, he was a little heavier, you know, a little bit heavier. Worked just as good, though. But now he's like, he's in like a bodybuilder shape, leaner. You know, so today's wrestlers, not so heavy, right? Leaner and has more cut and definition, and he's that way now. But uh, what's amazing is, though, that 25 years later, he does sing things better in the ring. 25 years older, though, but uh, he's he's always in top shape. For some reason, he's an amazing guy. And also, he came up with this sliding elbow thing that that's his original, but it became worldwide pretty trendy moves a lot of wrestlers do that all over the world you know sit the you know sit the guy on the, in, in the in the middle of the ring you run through the rope come back with the sliding elbow thing and uh, that that is his original move but uh, this day and age as soon as someone does a cool move that the live streaming or youtube or uh, you see the videotape of it and uh, somebody will be doing it tomorrow and he is the original one who did the sliding elbow, dangan, and uh, very good. It's still going today. Obviously, as you mentioned, uh, American fans remember his run with uh, Mike Awesome, and some yeah, of the yeah, incredible yeah. matches that that they had that were rid- ridiculous. Uh, what is he best known for in Japan? The FMW. Uh, um, probably like being a one of the king of independent scene and also conquered New Japan ring too. And he had run with New Japan. And if it was, you know, t- today's market, you see, he had, Masato Tanaka had two year run with ECW in 99 and 2000, but, but it's still already an internet society, but not quite as much as today. Like you don't see moving, you know, that the, videotapes youtube and live streaming there wasn't there and if it was today that he would be much bigger star you know 99 to 2000 year 2000 it was still transition from vhs tape to v dvd and live streaming wasn't quite there yet agree correct yeah S- same thing as tajiri see if tajiri had wwe run now it's much bigger deal now you know, yeah, of course, cable TV had WWE in Japan and hardcore fans and newer fans or the people with cable TV and satellite TV who happen to watch WWE program and start liking it. That's fine. But not as much exposure, you know, and uh, Tanaka would have been much bigger star today if it w- there, were, there were more more live streaming or, you know, more advanced Internet that the YouTube channel, the or other or even social media you know and uh so the timing was wasn't there it was 1999 to year 2000 that he had a really rich run with w i mean ecw and he even got the belt right yeah and so and he also i mean yeah. the any of the never the never open title right yeah did, did uh, you just have that oh, 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 ne- never oh, never open title for new japan right right yeah yeah, yeah, right. I'm talking about his ECW. Yeah, run I'm just talking general. That, we're just generally yeah. talking about uh, yeah, about yeah. titles. And also that tells you that the how uh, what year was this ECW one night stand um, WWE um, pay per view? What is that? Oh uh, five. Oh five or so. So five years later, then that uh, Paul Heyman and the idea the, it was lot, a lot to do with Rob Van Dam had a lot to do with it too but uh, they brought in Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka's this you know exact match into WWE ring it was like so they had people like all the McMahon family or people like Kurt Angle you know goes up there and you know study you know it's, it's really watching what ECW guys do because they heard but they never seen the live card of ECW so uh, it was really something new to them 
you know, people like Cart Angle, JB, you know, JBL, they were all watching. And Paul Heyman wanted to bring in Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka match, exactly like that, into that Manhattan Center in New York City. And that tells you a lot about Masato Tanaka's talent. So you're That's saying a that genuine you, ECW. you think that if he had a bigger platform, he would have been a bigger star. Yes, yes. And also timing, too. Yeah. At the same time, he shined in ECW ring and FMW ring. And when he comes to the bigger platform, probably he was, let's say, uh, he was more under control or more produced, you know, that uh, when you go to WWE ring, you will become WWE superstar. Therefore, you do everything like WWE superstar. It's good for some people, but some people just doesn't, you know, some wrestlers, you know, talent or their ability or character in the character just don't translate. So you never know. By the way, there's another anniversary. Yeah. Happy birthday to the uh, Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast. We've been doing this a year. Oh, really? Oh, already? We've been been doing it a year. Oh, one year now? Yep. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say just a couple months ago, but uh, I didn't know it was a year. This is our 38th 38th episode, I believe. Correct. Yeah. And uh, we, we, see, if we were year. doing it every week, we could have 50 episodes then. I know, <laughs> but we're both busy and it, it's it's a challenge sometimes. We'll try to get better. Kind of challenge. Yes, yeah, we'll try to get better. We and, will get better. Uh, we'll have more different formula to, you know, come, to come, right? On our, on our first episode, we talked yeah. about the All Japan Women's Wrestling Reunion Show, which you went to. Yeah. We talked about Ali versus Inoki. Uh, Very important. About, we can talk about that again. Yeah, anytime. We talked about the machines because it's the, the machines. super strong machine and the giant machines. Yep. And all that. And then we that talk- was very interesting then. And we talked about famous NWA, WWF, and AWA world title changes in Japan and how the public reacted. So that's episode number one in the archives if you want to go oh, back. Oh, wow. We can talk. Yeah, we can that. talk about that again because title change in Japan is very important. And also. It's, it wasn't in an era either when Giant Baba beat Jack Briscoe or when Antonio Inoki beat Bob, Bob, Bob Backlund for WWF title and all that things. It was like only happened in Japan. But Giant Baba's NWA title reign was publicized in America. So it's two different things. Well, uh, you can always, if you have questions, you can always uh, tweet us at Jim Valley and at Fumihiko Dayo, and be sure to use the hashtag AskFumi, and we will get to your questions. So be sure to uh, be sure to do that for us. Mm, because by going through this NWA title change or WWE title change in Japan, it really we can learn a lot from relationship between two countries and also wrestling business in Japan. We can learn a lot from that. Hey, speaking of relationships, there seems to be, Mm -hmm. at least according to Dave Meltzer, some growing pains kind of happening in New Japan with uh, new president Harold May. Uh, You know, he talks about Dave Meltzer reports that uh, with the regime change and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Harold May puts his team in position and apparently, you know, there's, you know, there's some growing pains as far as, you know, maybe they don't know the culture of things and they're rubbing some people the wrong way but i mean it's understandable i mean anytime a person well, actually, takes over an organization the cultural thing is not that an issue because uh he basically grew up in japan well i'm know? just talking about the yeah. new japan culture not necessarily japanese oh, okay. culture the company okay, culture okay. wrestling culture correct general. wrestling yeah wrestling culture i mean are we we don't need to to get into too many details but do, do you do you think does this sound credible that would you believe that that's happening that there's some some issues as far as maybe not quite oh, understanding yeah. issues issues uh, the, the, i'm pretty sketchy on some of the details too though but uh, from what i look and how i look at it is that yes he is a business president, you know, businessman, and trying to do his job. And he is a basically still a wrestling fan, 
but not a resting person. That's a, there's a difference. That uh, you know, don't you know, fight outside the ring or the, the like a tamatanga thing. You know, grabbing. Don't do not touch audience. Like you know, these are paid customers or d- telling Lance Archer you cannot blow water into the crowd anymore no longer no that's no no that's for real and uh funny thing is though that the wrestler first think right that's wrestling angle right that's an angle that the president is telling wrestler not to do this so i can do this that's how wrestlers would react yeah yeah and, absolutely. Uh, but the president yeah, president may is telling american wrestlers for real you cannot do this you cannot do this you cannot do this and uh, um, say American wrestlers like Lance Archer again, giving President May middle finger in 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 in, in front of everybody. But that's wrestling; you can do that. But probably President May doesn't know if it's wrestling angle or for real or or all in all, it's like, well, but that's still acting or just just certain lack of understanding of this wrestling thing as a whole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just, uh, and I have a gut feeling that uh, this <clears throat> Booker, that Ghetto, wants it that way. That uh, he, the Booker or the wrestler side, don't necessarily want to smart him up all that much all the way. It's just like a struggle that uh, or the suit and tie always have. Is I always bring up a name somebody like a Kip Fry that the, some some intelligent business person coming from outside and you know try to learn this business, but the wrestlers will never tell tell you the whole story or the how this thing all work, and it's better to not to smart this guy up all the way you know it's just of course this smart person will always suspect and uh, he's smart enough to see through things but uh, seeing through these things is still you are within the wrestling formula you know what i'm saying right that uh, yeah it's better not to have this guy also you know become all smart about it you know but uh you see sometimes this guy uh, President May, sit in, in the front, you know, front seat, right? It's probably better he stays in the back, you know, backstage and not be seen. But the, he usually sits in front of the, you know, like audience in the, in the front seat as a president. That's fine. But the, of course, if he if he sits there, he will be used. He'll be used in wrestling angle. You know, it's with heat. You know. Uh, American heat and heel wrestler will come in and he's gonna touch you, you know, and uh, he'll react for real, and that's what they want, you know, and uh, it makes more more of a suspend suspension of disbelief thing, you know, that that the wrestlers want him to not to know everything, you know, that Her- works better. For Harold everybody. May probably would have had a heart attack if he would have saw, if he would have uh, been president if uh, Stan Hansen or Bruiser Brody started chasing <laughs> the crowd with a cowbell or a chain. Yeah, but but still will tell wrestlers not to do so for real. Right. And then wrestlers will still think it's wrestling, but that's an angle, right? <laughs> you know, and it will never match. You know what I'm saying? That uh, I guess it's always going to be like that in wrestling business. The ones who took bumps in the ring and the ones who work for the front office that ne- never really understand each other fully, you know. And uh, that's the, there's, a, there's a boundary, you know, in, in there. But I mean, Harold May, obviously, yeah. his expertise is expanding business. Uh, oh, finding yeah. marketing new markets genius. and yeah. yeah marketing yeah. genius so i mean yeah. he wasn't brought in to to manage the wrestlers as much he was brought in to to look for more opportunities and look for more you know streams of income so we'll see what what happens yeah, in the they, yeah of course is it the uh, he, he's there to make new japan a bigger company 
as business, but you still have to deal with this animal <laughs> called wrestling and wrestlers. Their mentalities are completely different, and they'll never change. You know what I'm saying? And oh, you yeah. cannot no, wrestling control is a different wrestlers. animal. Yeah, and then you cannot, you could never control wrestlers' mentality. You know, you can tell things, and the company regulations for real, and the, the contracts are real, and other things. But the, there are places in wrestling that the, you don't know if it's real or show business, or this wrestling works best when you don't know if it's real or not. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that uh, the formula will still remain, and he will have this forever struggle on this issue. It's good, though. Yeah. Hey, what is your opinion on uh, coming up? I don't want to do a full preview because I think people listen to this, um, this yes, show sir. at different yeah. times. I don't want to do a yeah, full yeah. preview, but but the main event for King of Pro Wrestling, what do you think about uh, a triple threat? Yeah, triple threat match for the, uh, for the title. Uh, for what we know, this is the first time New Japan is in. Well, they've done, you know, triple threat, three, three uh, dance before, but. Uh, a big show like this in small palace and climaxing uh, storyline somewhat and go into Wrestle Kingdom, which is our WrestleMania. And uh, this is the first time that they put IWGP title match, triple threat as a main event. And uh, there's like a yes and no's and cons and pros. And then and there's like a people who say it's great. And there's a group of fans that go, oh, God, that's degrading your title. You know, the, they believe in IWGP titles, you know, championships so much that they, triple threat is like a showbiz that uh, you should never put, you know, triple threat in, as a main event, let alone IWGP title match, serious fans. But you never know, you know, but this is, they're really trying something new, obviously. Three people, you know, Kenny Omega, Ibushi, and Cody, you know, so this, I'm sure rest two, those three wrestlers are, you know, trying to do something really special, the things that the people have never seen. And also that the contents that the only three people can do together, you know, the actual high spots and other things. And uh, they're trying to produce things that people haven't seen, of course, right? But uh, there's, yeah, you know, yes and no's about this, your big show main event being triple threat and uh, not serious. It doesn't look serious enough, right? But uh, it's you know, it's for the new. Yeah, it's for the it's for the new audience. This is more of a of a oh, fan base ah, that it's, uh, it's, only watches New Japan. So yeah, it's for the it's for the new audience. For the new audience, yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, for more hardcore or more old-fashioned, traditional type wrestling fans, they have problem with that, you know. But uh, they're trying it. They're, they're doing it anyway. So I'm going to go there and watch what they're going to do is just, you know, three very talented individuals, put them in the ring together, three people. And uh, they're going to produce something that they haven't seen, you know, that the Japanese audience haven't seen. So it'll be very interesting. And also that uh, uh, Tanahashi against Jay White and this briefcase uh, mistake that the is much like your um, bank in, 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 money uh, in the bank the, the money in, yeah much like money in the bank that uh, Tanahashi right now has a right to main event the Tokyo Dome show but he is putting a briefcase you know just like defending his title that. Uh, if Jay White goes over, that he will be the main event at the Tokyo Dome. That's, that's a story. It's like, so they are treating this briefcase as almost like a championship. That's another pretty new formula, too. Yeah. They, 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 they cannot have press conference until after that show. So I'm going to Tuesday, New Japan press conference announcing all the Wrestle Kingdom card, so it's like almost a two-day thing. Yeah, and like I said, we'll uh, we'll get together and record a show uh, review. Yes, yes, King yeah. of Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go to yeah. Last year's big press conference was when Chris Jericho showed up, right? Had a big bra, yeah. 
Yeah, so he said... Fumi Saido, write this down. And I said, yes, sir, and I wrote it down. So uh, so the, this press conference is like they're taping the press conference. So it's press conference, but it's almost like you're taping something, you know? Yeah. Where you run angle. And we'll so see it'll if, be uh, very, very... Yeah, Chris Jericho, if they're if you know he's the, still the Intercontinental Champion, so if they're announcing the entire card, we'll find out at the very least who he's going to be wrestling, and it's entirely possible we could see an appearance, or if he's going to be there, or if he's going to defend his Intercontinental title for the first time. He hasn't defended yet, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm sure that the, when Chris Jericho does things, you know, each and every time he's not going to have a full schedule ever again, but. The, it's more a more of a Hulk Hogan formula, right? That every time he wrestles or or appears on television, it has to be something special, and, and it has to surprise people. And uh, I'm sure he has something in his sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the second show we ever did, we talked about the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame and the Japan uh, candidates. So it's okay. Hall of Fame ballot time. Yeah, I don't have the list right in front of me. So can you can we go over again? I, I mean, have together? the list right here. Now you've already voted. I haven't voted yet. Yeah, yesterday. Yes. Do you want to talk about who yeah. you voted for, or do you want to skip that? Um, uh, if you ask, I will say yes. Okay. But I'm not gonna say all ten guys. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. And so also, are... there's there's a oh, oh, is a there's a five, six categories, you know, and then right. I do not, I'm not an expert of Lucha Libre, so that uh, I pretty much skipped that uh, Lucha Libre bracket. And also, um, you know, Asian and Australian and other market, like, you know, like people like Spiros Aryan, all those, uh, all the Southern Pacific region legends. I picked two of that. But uh, I wasn't so familiar with it. So there were five categories. Five let's, categories. Let's see here. Let's count. Historical right. one. Modern Historical US, one. US yeah. two. Japan modern US. three. Mexico Japan. four. Yeah. Europe five. There's six. There's non wrestlers. Non wrestlers as well. Yeah, non wrestlers. Yes. Uh, yeah, I voted five. But uh, yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's go through the Japan candidates. Japan. Yeah, because Jun Akiyama is a very interesting one. Uh, what did you vote for Junior Akiyama? Um, that's like the, how I really think about this, how difficult this Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame thing is because um, see, you have people like, you know, Kerry Von Eric or Ultimate Warrior and people like that. They should already been there, right? I don't know about Kerry Von Eric. Yeah, right. Kerry, Kerry Von Eric. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway. but the, the, good enough. Yeah. Okay. The, the what about okay, big but, enough superstar? Right. But at the same time, they have guys like, you know, Kota Ibushi or or, or people like Shima, right? Already in the candidate, but they are active, still active. They have they have, ten fifteen years to go. You know, probably they will be wrestling probably twenty. You know, another twenty years. They can be in Hall of Fame 10 to 15 years from now, you know, but uh, they're all in the mix. Randy Orton, you know, or you know, people like Sergeant Slaughter. Oh my gosh, he's not already in it, right? Or yeah, or kind of iffy like Dominic Denucci or Enrique Torres, or this is all kinds of people from different era. And say, for instance, Red Bastin, you know, is the, the top of the list where he doesn't get 50% of the vote, he'll be out of the candidate category next year. It's like, oh, wow. Then you have to vote for other guys, you know? That's why this Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame is pretty hard and difficult. That's like you're dealing with wrestlers from five different era, you know, decades, you know? Um, yeah, it's like wrestlers who lived in different time and era and different world even. So uh, it's very difficult to pick just 10 from these five, six different categories. You know, I wish there was like, I could vote each, you know, from each categories. So uh, Junakiyama, do you think he's Hall of Fame worthy? Do you think he goes in? 
mean, yeah, he's still active, hard. but but I mean, still active. His best days are behind him. Yeah, but he can be just as influential as any. You know, like he is now the um, president of All Japan Pro Wrestling, and also he it will be the you know he will be responsible uh, to this. All Japan Pro Wrestling, today's All Japan Pro Wrestling revivals, you know, he's more of a producer and, uh, you know, like, yeah, to be a somebody who's going to make new All Japan great again. And uh, he will be categorized, uh, considered as a promoter or producer, more so than an active wrestler. He will be in the ring another five to ten years, so probably. You know, but uh, yeah, he, he, just like you said, his best years as an active wrestler is behind him, probably. But he could, if he wanted to, he can have one more run as Triple Crown champion. He's that good still. So it's kind of like a, like a mini Triple H type position. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to vote, you know? I uh, I think his peak was great. I don't yeah. know that it was long enough. Um, I don't know that he was put in a huge money-drawing position for that long. I think he's had a great distinguished career, like you've talked mm-hmm. about, but I don't know that he's quite up to the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you're saying is just fine. But I, just like I said, he, next you know, two to three years, he might become an, a person who, who, who who's going to, and a turn all Japan around yeah. and make all Japan number two company in Japan again. And this is all his idea. You oh, know, yeah, that's, put, that's valid. Yeah, that yeah. could that could certainly swing people. Uh you mentioned yeah, yeah. Sima. What about uh, what about Sima? Oh he's well he's forty years old almost, but uh God, he's to me yeah, he'll to always me, he's be like twenty five in my mind, even though he's forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, but uh, he already had almost twenty year career, right? And he was already, already exceptionally good. But uh, it's the same thing. I I wouldn't say a problem, but um, like just like every other Dragon Gate wrestlers, see, Dragon Gate wrestler will shine within Dragon Gate ring in their world. You know, they don't mingle. They have a whole bunch of 40 wrestlers just within Dragon Gate world. And also, they have Dragon Gate audience. You know what I'm saying? And also, they're not the company from Tokyo. Their home base is in Kobe, Japan. So it's a little bit of like a regional type, you know, taste to it. And also, Dragon Gate guys are trained by Dragon Gate, you know, people. And they have their own style. That's fine. That's fine. Kind of like a Japanese lucha libre. But the, that the matches are great when they work against, among each other. And uh, yeah. Um, hey, this this reminds me. I forgot. What about what do you think about Pac, Aaron Neville coming back to or uh, Neville coming right. Adrian Neville yeah. coming back to Very, uh, yeah as to, as uh, a Pac. Yes. Yeah. It's a real big deal for. Uh, Dragon Gate, and if you follow Dragon Gate, it's kind of big news and good news. And also for Dragon Gate fans, yes, Puck is a star, but uh, yeah, that's really different, you know. Because okay, put Puck or Neville or some uh, whichever name, put it in a New Japan ring. You, this guy has to start from the you know, start from the not a bottom, but the, he is not going to be main event right away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like famous to a certain audience, but not so popular with other, you know, wrestling fans. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the Observer, what do you think about Kojima and Tenzan going in? I guess it would be as a tag team. I guess that's what Dave is. As, as, as a tag team. Because yeah. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson was, uh, you know, was in there. Was, right. Yeah. Even with J.J. Dillon. So they are the tag team as one. So, yeah, Tenzan and Kojima should be in there, but uh, something lacking, huh? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of like the big the big heavyweight tag team of a, of a boom period, but 
you know, know so they both won IWGP and both guys won uh, G1 Climax Tournament. Right, that's what I was going to say. Like they that. both had great singles careers too. Yeah, but not quite as big as say, Muto or Chono or Hashimoto or Misawa or Kawada for that matter. You know, for some reason, they are not as big, huh? Yeah, I you know there's yeah. it sometimes you kind of mentioned it timing is everything and they were you know maybe had they been you know with not having to deal with Hashimoto and Muto and Chono um you know maybe they could have been bigger stars but those guys cast a pretty big shadow. And I see one more thing is that see when Kojima was Kojima is actually like the first person who won both Old Japan's Triple Crown and New Japan's IWGP title, both at the same time. He was the only one. But the thing is, though, it happened when Japanese wrestling was in down period, the worst years of Japanese wrestling in history. Like 2003, 2004, 2005, it was the worst time in Japanese wrestling history. When K1, the pride that the in states UFC, all the MMA thing came in, and then that was a time when New Japan wrestlers like a Kendo Kashin and other thing, or even Takayama, they all challenged and went into MMF big fight. Unfortunately, famous wrestler, superstar wrestlers, lost MMA right in Japan. And uh, that was like a, the worst period in Japanese wrestling history that that uh, it took them uh, it took us ten years to overcome un- until Tanahashi Shinsuke Nakamura period. See, we had to wait for a new star to rise in a whole new generations of superstars and whole new generations of wrestling fans. See, at 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 the time, two thousand five, four, two thousand five. A lot of wrestling fans quit. They just quit, and when it became MMA fan, or just quit watching wrestling altogether, or just walked away. You know. Well, I mean, you could yeah. also say because of when Yuji Nagata held the title, you know, kind of down period, as as well. Him I mean, the same way, yeah. Yeah, that kind of keeps him out as well. Yeah, but uh, he pretty much survived and that uh, he's still working in New Japan and he yeah. wrestles just as good. And he, and he looks amazing, which is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, so he's just, yeah, we talked about Masato Tanaka today, but I would say Yuji Nagata is ridiculously overlooked. You yeah, know? that's fair. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he had single uh, MMA match against Feder or Milko yeah. Krakop. I mean, real MMA worldwide superstar, those guys. Nagata went in and had MMA match against those two with five day training. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, just like he had a wrestling match tonight, and four nights later, he went into Tokyo Dome and had a match against Federer and, and the guy, people like um, Mirko crack up. Ridiculous in today's stand, you know, understanding. But at the time, that was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that we still had this myth that, yeah, professional wrestlers are actually tough. And uh, you can whip, you know, this unknown MMA guys. They're not professional. They're just some martial arts guys. You know, some people really believe that. But uh, the, the dream was shattered, you know, so, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, really, you know, you face the reality. Oh, my gosh, you know. And Here's a guy MMA. that I've, I've voted for in the yeah. past. I'm not sure I'm going to vote for him this year due to circumstances, but Fujiwara. I voted him. Because <laughs> he's all, she should be in there. I think so, yeah. No, yeah, he should have been there 10 years ago. Number one Korgat student, and also an idea behind, besides Maeda and other guys, but the idea behind UWF. And also Fujiwara Gumi run, and out of Fujiwara Gumi, if there wasn't Fujiwara Gumi, there was gonna be no Pancras. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, very, you know, important historical figure though. And also he was a bodyguard of Antonio Inoki in seventies. Bodyguard of Antonio Inoki, supposedly the toughest guy in the world, right? One would think. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Fujiwara, when he he wasn't famous, 
you know, like carrying Inoki's bag, actually he was considered as Inoki's bodyguard. Oh my gosh, right? So how tough is this guy, really, you know? Then he was like a samurai, so quiet, never spoke about himself until somebody started talking about him. Uh, this guy Very makes humble. Me, this guy makes me sad every time I think about it. Hayabusa. Hayabusa should be in there, too. You think Actually, so? I voted. You no, voted for Hayabusa. Wow. Yes, okay. I did. I, vote, I voted for Fujiwara, too. Well, well Fujiwara, I can see. Hayabusa, I feel like... Influential for a time, unfortunately, you know the the tragic injury, but also I didn't. Know, I don't. I, I don't know that, that was 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 he a big enough star for a long enough time? Obviously, you say yes. That can be that's open to you know debate discussion. But what I'm looking at it is that he kept wearing his Hayabusa mask on his wheelchair for ten years. He was so inspirational. And it's like a one of a kind, you know. Yeah, it's unfortunate that accident broke his neck and paralyzed, and he's on a wheelchair. But he kept being Hayabusa after he, you know, he was changed man. He wrote songs and he was a singer song, you know, writer. And he cut album and he had a concerts, and he always, you know, was invited to a group of people or schools, colleges to give guest lectures and talked about his experience <clears throat> and he chased his child you know child you know childhood dream to become a wrestler his experience in mexico and he become hayabusa like uh, become like a superhero then this accident happened but uh, that did not really kill him the, even on on the wheelchair he was still hayabusa and he kept being Hayabusa until the day he had to go. And that's very special to me. There's no, you know, there's no category in there, right? Because, right, there's a formula to voting uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, yeah, longevity as a wrestler, or drawing power, or, you know, general public, you know, recognition name, or all these things in wrestling. But uh, this inspirational part is overlooked. I think. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, we talk yeah. about uh, someone who's too early. I think this is the personification of too early. Kota Ibushi. Ibushi. Yeah. That's too soon. Way In too my book. soon. Well, and I yeah. think his best years are still to come. I mean, he needs, to, he needs to draw. He needs to headline Tokyo Dome a few times. He needs to do a lot of things. And I think that we've we talked about it on this show. I think his strategy of not pack, committing and he not signing. Or go to America and right. become WWE superstar and has, you know, he'll have WWE run or something. Yeah, he needs you know, to commit to somewhere WWE. and uh, start start being put in a drawing position. Or it's, you know, he's, I don't know. You know, he's great. He's yeah, incredible. Yeah, he could be in Hall of Fame 10 years from now. Yeah. So I kind of skipped that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Yuji yeah. Nagata, we talked about. Uh, did you vote for Yeah, you? he should be in there too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think this one's early too. Way early. Naito. Oh, way too early. He, just like Ibushi, he should have his run. Even within New Japan. He's not a number one guy yet. No. You know? He's the uh, most, po most popular guy right now. And also like the coolest heel guy, like right. NWO was. But uh, yeah, his best year is yet to come, right? And Kenny Omega, I think you can say the same thing. I think same way, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, way too soon to he might become like a giant, you know, like a, without WWE, without going WWE, he can be very special person five to ten years from now. You know, right. this internet streaming era that uh, you know non WWE, you know, company running Madison Square Garden like next year, he can headline that kind of shows and become superstar of the time without being WWE superstar. Yeah. He is the candidate. He needs to be put in uh, more headlining positions, but he's certainly on his way. It's too soon. Yeah, uh, best he... in the ring right now, though, of course. Of but, course. Uh, but that's, yeah, you know, a lot that, of that's, people that's have been best everything. in the ring not for, for a little while, and yeah. that's, that's not enough just to make it to the top. You've got to maintain 
and do all those things we talked about. Uh, yeah, as, as yeah, as big as any like Flair or you know right. Hulk Hogan, those names. He can be that. You yes. Know? Uh, yeah. Kiyoshi Tamura. He faded away. He hasn't had wrestling match in six years or so, and he kind of missed out. You know, he could have been next Maeda or Takada kind of guy. You know, that uh, he kind of disappeared from that um, you know limelight. You know, so uh, I um, I can't vote. Right, you know? Akira Tawe. He was going to be. Yeah, Akira Tawe was always number four to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, those are the uh, those are the Japanese people Japanese, that we've, we've gone yeah, through. Right, right. Yeah. It looks like this year. It looks like the non-wrestlers, uh, yeah. and a lot of people from Mexico look strong, and maybe even a couple of people from uh, from Europe. But we'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah, because historically, oh, he's in England, but the, somebody like a Big Daddy should be in there already. See, now I've got a good friend, uh, Bradley Craig, who Dave calls Scotland's. Uh, most preeminent wrestling historian, and he doesn't. He's he's against Big Daddy going in for kind really? of the same reasons Dave is that he stayed on top too long and eventually drove people away and things. But there's a lot of people who agree with you. So who yeah, knows? but historically, you can't deny the importance. I know he is like a Ricky Dozen of in, you know in British wrestling. Yeah. Well, so next Arovance maybe. <laughs> oh, I think I would vote for for Adavant. I'm not sure if I'm going to vote for him this year, but I think I would vote for him. And also, I vote for Don Owen every year. Vote for Don Owen. Oh yeah, Don Owen. Yeah, he should be in, already been in it. Don yeah, Owen deserves be. to be in. If anybody representing the Northwest deserves to be in, it's it's Don Owen. And also, uh, he is like icon of your territorial days in regional wrestling. Right. And, uh, he stayed in the West Coast in Oregon, and he was a king of Oregon and. Uh, and it went just, into Seattle and yeah, California the for a history. time. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Don Owen should have been there in, in the, at the beginning. Well, the we, beginning will touch, Hall of Fame. we will touch base after um, King yeah. of Pro Wrestling. You'll be there live. We'll get your live perspective yes, on it. Yes, yes, And also uh, we'll talk about the press seat. conference that press will follow with the, the announcement yes. of Wrestle yeah. Kingdom this year. Sure the entire card. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it'll be interesting because just like WrestleMania coming, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 13. It's interesting. It started in 2007. It's the 13th year, but it was the beginning of new era. Just like I said 10 minutes ago, 2003, 2004, 2005 into 2006, it was the, the worst, worst period of Japanese wrestling history. And Gong Magazine went out of business. Weekly Fight went out of business. A lot of newsstands, you know, that the tabloid newspaper that covered wrestling went out of business. Of course, it was, you know, end of your print media kind of things. They're all going to, you know, internet, right? That the newsstand, tabloid, sports pages are like a yesterday's, you know, <laughs> kind of like a culture, you know? And uh, yeah, the, the weekly pro wrestling I used to work for, they were almost going out of business. We didn't, you know, we changed a lot of things up and, and we stayed in business. But the business was so bad until like 2006. And Wrestle Kingdom as new era started in January, January 2007. When you look back in hindsight, it was the beginning of New Japan's new era and the Tanahashi era, Shinsuke Nakamura era. And it's going 13 years now. It's all different. It's completely new era, new audience. I feel old and uh, business is good now and uh, we should be happy. But uh, when you look back, Wrestle Kingdom, the name Wrestle Kingdom is kind of symbolized the new era of Japanese wrestling. <clears throat> I believe that. Well, we will Does talk about sense? the uh, lead-in, the King of Pro Wrestling, and we'll also talk about the press conference. If people want to follow you on Twitter, where can they find you? Uh, Fumihiko Dayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O. Fumihiko Dayo, that means it's Fumi. And also, you can find me, Fumi Saito, on Facebook. 
You could find me at uh, Jim Valley, J-I-M-V-A-L-L-E-Y. Why? Because I like you. You could also find <laughs> me on uh, Facebook at Jim Valley. And, yeah, and uh, also if people are now that the New Japan and ROH, you know, the new era, new superstar and all that, if people want to ask, you know, history or or the, the significances or the historical events or the past superstars or the incidents, title matches, origin of the title, all those things, if, the, if they want to ask me about Japanese wrestling, I would like to answer all the questions. Yeah, and I think what I think what this show does very well is kind of not only put things in perspective historically, but also from a cultural point of view as far as why they did something based on Japanese culture or Japanese history and, and things like that. I think we give a, a people a greater understanding of not just how it happened, but also some of the factors into why it happened. And that's why we've been doing this show for a year now. So happy anniversary for me. Happy, happy anniversary. We, we keep going. Yes. And uh, for me, for Fumi, for all of his cats, until next time. So long from Tokyo. Thank you. <laughs>